All right, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Philip Enriquez. I am joined by my co-host, Eric Hernandez. Say what's up. What's up, guys? We are here to bring you episode three of Gridiron Fights. We have on the docket today, Antonio Gates versus Jason Witten, man. It's going to be pretty awesome. I mean, these are the two top tight ends of, of my generation, I think. Well, I'll say this. I think Gonzalez is probably, I won't say the two top, because Gonzalez is the best tight end of my lifetime. But aside from that, the recent you know, in the recent years, I think Witten and Gates were the two top Like those middle 2000s, before really yeah. Graham took off or Gronk took off, it was these guys right here. Right. Th- these are the guys. So we're going to do it up. We are going to debate who had the better career, who was the better player between uh, Antonio Gates and Jason Witten. And for me, man, as you know, I'm a big Cowboys fan. I am going to take Jason Witten. You got Antonio Gates. But uh, go ahead, I'll let you shoot first, man. I mean, give me the background on Gates. Okay, so, you know, I took Antonio Gates. Kind of feel like I'm the Warriors here. Like, if <laughs> I just play my game right, this would be a pretty easy argument. But, you know, no disrespect to Witten. But, and when you look at Antonio Gates, you know, started off, he wasn't even a football player, played basketball at Kent State, undrafted. So there was not much to go on with him. It's not like this highly touted, you know, tight end first round, you know, no. But what he amassed is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, statistical tight end performances of a career. So he ranks first with 114 touchdowns all time as a tight end. And in perspective, he's sixth all time, regardless of position. Right, that's amazing. Grouping him with guys like Jerry Rice, T.O., Randy Moss. I mean, he's up there with them. 30th in all time yards. This is an eight-time Pro Bowl. Before the Pro Bowl became an absolute joke, he still had some respect. And a three-time All-Pro in 2004, 2005, and 2006. Best years coming in 2004, where he amassed 964 yards on 13 touchdowns in 05, 1,101 yards on 10 touchdowns, and 06, 924 yards on 9 touchdowns. He is considered the best tight end and one of the best mismatches you could have. He was Philip Rivers, not just his security blanket, but his go-to weapon to devastate defenses. Yeah, I mean, he was like like probably the most devastating weapon as a tight end in the red zone for years and years and years. And, and that was somebody that Rivers just relied upon, you know, game after game after game, not just to move the chains, but to put points on the board. He was kind of like what Gronk became. He was the archetype to Gronk. Yeah, Gronk in I, that I sense. would agree. I would agree. Uh, in a lot of ways, he is because he was that big play yeah. threat. Big body, yeah, just right. a monster. For sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, since we're on the statistics train, uh, I want to throw a few statistics around myself here. 11 Pro Bowls to 8. So, Witten hits 11 Pro Bowls. Now, I, I know what you're going to say. The Pro Bowl isn't what it used to be. Um, there's a lot of alternates. You know, the damn Super Bowl teams don't even play in the Pro Bowl anymore. Yeah. So, you get a lot of shoe-ins there. But it's 11 Pro Bowls. We're just talking numbers. Uh, he's a two-time All-Pro, so Gates hasn't beat by one. Um, but here's something that a lot of people fail to realize. Jason Witten had four 1,000-yard seasons compared to Gates having only two. So he doubles them up. I mean, Gate, I mean, Witten, I should say, you know, I mean, he racked up some yardage in, in a lot of those seasons where maybe the Cowboys weren't too great. And you got to also remember, too, there was a lot of different quarterbacks that threw to Jason Witten where Gates pretty much had Drew Brees, and Philip Rivers. 
Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, he always had a great quarterback throwing to him, but Witten had to work with guys like Testaverde, Quincy Carter, uh, you know, some but guys. The, the guy he made his bones with was still pretty good. Well, yeah, you know, of course, for the for the most part. But, you know, bottom line is the, the dude put up stats. He's fourth in NFL history in receptions, and he's second amongst tight ends behind only Tony Gonzalez. So the three ahead of him, just look at the company. You have Jerry Rice, Jesus in cleats. Yes. Right? I mean, he's the greatest wide receiver of all time. This coming from my, my favorite player is Michael Irvin, and I always admit Jerry Rice was the best receiver of all time. And you have Tony Gonzalez, who's probably the best tight end of all time. And Larry Fitzgerald, who's basically like Jerry Rice light, yeah. in my opinion. The closest thing you'll see to that type of wide receiver like right. that. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Jason Witten. I mean, that is that is a Mount Rushmore type thing to be that high in receptions. He was that much of a security blanket. He was that consistent for that many years. And I think that's why we have to really focus on the consistency because Witten was the more consistent player. And in the end, you need your troops to rally behind you and be there in the trenches on Sunday. That's a good point, and I agree. Now, when it comes to doubling up, I believe uh, Antonio Gates doubles up Jason Winton in touchdowns. I knew you were going to go Double there. digits. Antonio uh, Gates has two seasons in which he had double-digit touchdowns, and Jason Winton never recorded double-digit touchdowns in a season. Now, part of it does hurt him is the fact that and helps is that he had wide receivers around him like T.O., who was you know a red zone monster, right. or Dez Bryant. Antonio Gates had to deal early on in his career with Vincent Jackson, who was a freaking tall tree that used to get the red zone right Vincent Jackson was a beast yeah and and he's still and I think what I think the difference is and what ultimately gives Antonio Gates the edge over Jason Wynn is Jason Wynn was dependable we're talking about who's the most dependable tight end between the two Jason Wynn wins it hands down but Antonio Gates was just could do what Witten could do and I felt like maybe not as good as Witten but close enough and still do other things at a greater level I felt like you know, third and 15 running across the middle. If it was third and five, third and seven, waiting on the out, waiting on a curl. Third and 15, you just throw it up to Gates amongst all those linebackers, and he was going to come down. He was that gifted and that physical. Right. When you're behind the chains, Gates is still an option, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And, and I, can't, I can't deny that. But also, you, you, you got to think about how important short yardage is because you have third and one, third and two. Witten's your guy. Not only with the Y option, not only with those option routes, but how about in the running game? Jason Witten is, you know, a poor man's, you know, right tackle. And Gates isn't. No. So when you talk about complete tight ends, you know me and you, man. We, we are like old school football dudes. Yes. We like, we respect the Mike Ditkas, the Mark Bavaros. Hey, Jason Witten could play in any era. I'm not so sure that Gates could play back in the 60s. I, I, come on, you know Witten could play in the 60s. Witten could, yes. Witten could come up and smash some dudes in the 50s. The, the image of him running without the helmet yeah. is pretty legendary. And you're right. The name of the game is to score. You play to win the game. The way you win the game is to Herb score. Herm Edwards. Exactly. <laughs> Future Hall of Fame college football coach at Arizona yeah, you State. See that? <laughs> yeah, it's an outlandish statement right there. But he just... You got in the red zone, and he was able to do it. And the one thing you have to remember is at times, those Chargers teams didn't have much talent. There was a transition period when Vincent Jackson was gone, when, yes, you still had Phillip Rivers, but you had no running game to speak right. of. And you could, he was the primary option. You know, 
Jason Witten was the dependable option, but there were times where he wasn't the primary option. Right. For a lot of times, Tony Gates' defenses were like, we need to take him away. There was no running game to speak of. There were no consistent threats on the outside. It was Gates or bust. And even despite their best efforts to take him out, especially in the red zone, against pretty good defenses. I mean, he did it against uh, Kansas City defense that was good a few years in the like, early oh, yeah. 2000s. Oh, yeah. He's done it across the board. Against He's done it against Belichick. Right. You know, right. that was the one team that when they were in their hay and they were making the playoffs with Gates and with Rivers that could move the ball on Belichick's defense when it was still something to speak of. And he could do it. And he could get touchdowns in the red zone and touchdowns will win. And that's why I think he is ultimately the better tight end than Jason Wynn. You know, let, I like that. I like that. Uh, let's touch a little bit more about these two in their primes, which are more in the late to mid-2000s, yeah. I, would, I would say. Yeah. And if you remember back, man, me and you are starting to go way back now. Uh, but these two teams, these were my Super Bowl picks years and years in a row because I thought these were the two most talented offenses in the league from that, say, 06, 09 period. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were stacked on offense. How many Pro Bowls and Pro Bowlers were on these offenses? Uh, you look at Gates. He played with Rivers yeah. or Breeze for a year. Um but we had Hardwick, Hardwick. He had Vincent Mc- Jackson, Vincent Jackson, McNeil. Yeah, they were stacked. I mean, they were stacked. And then the defense, you know, they had Merriman. Oh, Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. You know, and I remember the Cowboys also having a ton of Pro Bowlers. At, that offensive at that line. Time. Yeah, that the offensive line. Um, to Romo. So these these two players were the premier tight ends for, in my opinion, the top offenses in the league. And you're absolutely right. That Philip Rivers to Antonio Gates connection was the one thing that Bill Belichick feared. And I remember watching that playoff game back in, what was that, the 07 playoffs. I think and I remember thinking, man, if Philip Rivers had a knee, they might just be an upset, this Patriots team. So I know how legit of a weapon that Gates was in that game as well uh, with the, a one-legged Philip Rivers. But again, when we're talking connections, there's nothing more magical than to me than Tony Romo to Jason Witten. I mean, for me to even say that there was a connection, just as a Cowboys fan, that's greater than Aikman to Novacek, I mean, without a doubt, man, Romo to Witten had it. And again, it's because of that dependability. Bill Parcells is the first coach that Jason Witten ever had as an NFL player, and that's the kind of player he became. A, a tough-nosed, uh, you know, just, just in-the-trenches player. You know, he wasn't afraid to get his jersey dirty. He wanted to be the next Mark Bavaro. And I think he was because he, here's a, an, another story. But in his rookie year, Jason Witten missed one game with a broken jaw. And Bill Parcells says, the true greats don't miss games. Don't care if you have a broken jaw. And after that, for the next 14 years, Jason Witten never missed a game. No matter – I mean, the dude played with, what, like two sprained ankles – uh, a bum he was knee. banged up a lot of times. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, he busted his spleen yeah, and he went was back to spleen. play the next yeah, yeah, week, yeah. you know? So it's like, you know, the guy got on the field. So for me, he's, he's a throwback. And I think when you have those old school players that are just determined to win and do what it takes for the team, that's the guy I want on my team. Yeah, you can have the touchdowns. Yeah, you can have the explosive plays. But give me the guy that's fighting with me from downs one to four. 
and making that difference. And that's why I got to go Witten, man. You know, interesting fact about Witten. I think I've told you before. When he committed, because he came out of the University of Tennessee, Tennessee, he committed as a defensive end. He did. And they were stacked at defensive end. And I think it was still Philip Vollmer that was the head coach. I might be corrected if I'm wrong. but Yeah, he was. He was. And they asked him, you know, we're stacked here. How about you play a different position? Now, this wasn't the position he came and signed on for. And this is when Tennessee was still kind of a, a program you respected. And he was willing to switch positions to tight end. How amazing would it have been if there were no defensive ends and oh, they needed man. him? That changes the course. It's a crazy thing to think about. Change history. That changes man. history, NFL history. There might be no Romo, um, there might be no Garrett. There, there, and, yeah, exactly. You know, that changes I mean, everything. So it's just the little thing about how football is so awesome. I wanted not to sidetrack too much, but how little things so minuscule just change the way we look at football and the football history. And Jason Wynn, I take, I mean, I've watched him shred teams i've just every time it was third and six or third and seven i'm like oh god don't let them convert don't let them convert and the one guy i feared on that team that was going to catch that ball was waiting not romo not even des i mean not romo excuse me not to not even des was waiting and yes you're right you need a even that touchdown against the giants what two three years ago right the the one before romo got hurt when they beat them on was it monday that was sunday night was waiting right he bought some that was another thing the eagles with dak yeah the first Eagles game yeah. that Dak played. He, yeah. That was a Witten winner, game winner. Yeah. And what Witten did great, because he had to, and I'll give him credit here, is that both Romo and Dak kind of like to buy time, you know, run around a little bit, not to, to gain yards, but to, for a tight end to still know, okay, this is where he likes to run, this is how he likes to throw, and still stay open, not get lost in the wash or anything like that. you got to give it to, to Witten. And no disrespect there, but I just felt like, you had a you had this is the archetype to a monster tight end in yeah. in Gates and I felt like even though they couldn't they never did it but I felt like with Gates you could do what New England does with Gronk where you split him out and some poor defensive right. back has to deal with that I don't know if you can do that consistently with Win yeah he can body guys up but man I felt like nobody could stand there no defensive back could handle that if you were able to split him wide because either you're gonna take the inside route and he's gonna go over the top. Or if you go over the top, he's going to slant in, and he had the hands to catch. And these are two great tight yeah. ends, and, and I just felt like he was um, his physical gifts gave him the edge over Witten. Well, let's let's talk about some of those physical gifts. Let's let's talk. You you brought up the hands. I mean, who would you give the edge to in the hands department? Honestly, I mean, to me, it, it's it's pretty close. Um, they were both dependable. Yeah, like I mean, wise. you could make an argument for Witten because Witten caught everything. I don't remember. I don't in, in his prime. I don't remember Witten dropping passes. Maybe he did, but I just don't remember it when it mattered. Gates, maybe a little bit, but even then, Gates caught just made circus I mean, he's catches. Dependable man. Yeah, dependable. and he just would catch anything you threw at him. Like you said, third and twelve. All right, I'm just gonna throw it up, and there's a safety behind you and a linebacker in front of you. You're gonna have to out jump both of them and get it without. Losing that yeah. ball on the way down, and it was just him. So hands, I think, is pretty even. I, I, I'd say even with hands. What about athleticism? I'd take Gates. Yeah, I'm going to go with Gates, too. I think he was, the, you know, like we talked about already, but the, the jump ball threat, yeah. uh, the, the red zone threat, I think, you know, at least, especially earlier, he had, I think he kept the speed a little bit longer than Witten did. Yeah. So I, I like the athleticism. But factor in speed and balance, man, Winton, to this day, I mean, he's not fast. I mean, he's slow as molasses, man. I mean, really, he really is. But he's still open. It's because he has balance, man. He can throw a 4-4 defensive back off balance and make that reception. So 
If you tie that into athleticism, I will give Winton the edge. But for raw athleticism, I'm, gi- I'm giving that to Gates. Well, you I, can't, go, I can't argue that. You want to go like maybe where you can give Winton the edge, I would say maybe like on-field awareness. Right, yeah. You know, kind of like, you know, a lot of guys maybe have the ability to do that and are even better at it than Witten, but they didn't know how to use it the way Witten knew how to use it right. to that effect. So maybe in awareness, yeah, if I were to say who knew how to use those gifts was Witten. You know, he knew yeah. how to manipulate whether it's a fucking linebacker, excuse me, whether it's a linebacker. Okay, I know I can beat him. If I run it out, if he's on outside leverage, I can beat him out and Romo's going to find me or Dak's going to find me. Or if it's a defensive back, well, I'm just going to run at him and curl back, and I know that dude has no shot at getting the ball. Yeah, I mean, these guys both had that awareness, without a doubt. I would give Witten the edge slightly, slightly. But again, like you know, like I said, we are splicing hairs. We say this every episode. Yeah. We're splicing hairs. I mean, we're picking ones where we're, we're trying to break it down from every minute detail that we've ever seen from these players. But all in all, these are probably... I mean, these are just great, great tight ends that nobody would complain to have on their oh, roster. Yeah, very true. Uh, but in, in closing, uh, what what is the one thing that you can point to to say, hey, this is what makes Antonio Gates great, and that's why you, you stepped up to bat for him today? Well, what makes him great is just he's an offensive weapon that we didn't see before. You right. know, you had... You know, Tony Gonzalez, I you agree. You can argue great... that maybe the, that Gates isn't even the best tight end in Chargers history, Kellen Winslow Sr. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a monster, too. In the Eric too. Corey out. But I, I, Gates broke all his records. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd give it to Gates. I think when we look at... We, I mean, Tony Gonzalez is in a league of his own. I, he's kind that, of off yeah. by himself. Right. So it's kind of... You don't really bring him into this discussion right now. But what I say about Gates is in one specific category, he was just far and away better. He was physically gifted. He was an offensive threat. And just because maybe the Chargers didn't always use him to the best of their abilities, he could have done everything you see Gronkowski do. He could have done. Yeah. And that's why I think on physical gifts, on touchdowns, the fact that he's the all-time leader in touchdowns, why he is the better tight end than Jason Winton. I'm going to make my closing argument by kind of throwing in an analogy to one of our favorite things, which is pro wrestling. Of course. And what makes a badass pro wrestler badass what makes him more badass than a finishing move that dagger right that just mm. that, that he ain't getting up from that he, he just got the elbow drop he got the leg drop he got the stone cold stunner mm. i mean that to me makes you great and when i see that gates and Witten, man they, they were both great but one had a finishing move one and that was Witten, and that's the option route when you needed a third and five it was over. You're not kicking out from the third and five. We get you down to third and five. That Y option is going to get you every time. That's it. And that's why I say Jason Witten, you know, he has that, that signature move, that Y option. You and me had some classic battles in Madden. Yes. What, what play did you hate? That, that I the guarded option. the Witten option. I would have to play something. I would that would be the one. Whatever player I was using had to just guard him. I'd have to physically be that player to guard that play, and then other plays would kill me. But I could never let that that play could not beat me. That's how much I hated that play when you did it. And that's why I I give Witten the nod here because he had that signature move, the Y option. And uh, when Jason Witten retired in the ceremony. Jason Garrett shared some words, and I'm not a big Garrett fan, but 
it really hit home when he said, I will put Jason Witten's Y option up against the likes of Kareem Skyhook because it was that money when we needed a third and four or a third and five conversion. That Y option, nobody could stop him. Not a defensive back, not a linebacker, not a safety. Try a defensive end, I don't know for what, but you weren't going to stop Jason Witten because that's how good he was at his craft. And also, one more thing, when it came to that Y option, Witten broke down the Y option to the team in, I, I, I think it was last season. Or no, 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 sorry, it was the 2014 season. They asked him, break down the film on the Y option. So he went through his leverage, the coverage, you know, all his, his footwork. And then he says, but do you know what really made the play work? Look at Tyron Smith blocking his ass off as the left tackle. Look at Zach Martin shoring up the middle. Look at Tony Romo, who just shook off a defensive end. Look at Des Bryant taking the safety deep with him and the corner. That's who really made this play work, my teammates. Jason Witten is a football player, man. He gives credit to the team around him. He never wanted the credit. So that's why I feel that it's my job in this episode to give Jason Witten all the credit he deserves. He is one of the all-time greats at the position, not just at the position, but as an NFL player. He's the one player that I think, hey, man, I'm proud to say he was a Dallas Cowboy. Um, not much to say after that. Yeah, man, I mean, that I, I got to go wit, man. Gold jacket wit, man. Uh, I mean, oh. these two players, man, Hall of Famers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right away. And they're both what? Witten officially retired. Gates, unless he finds work, is probably going to retire. So they could go into the Hall of Fame Fame together. together. Hey, and that would be uh, sweet, sweet poetry because they came into the league together. Yeah. You know, Gates is an undrafted free agent. Witten is a third-round draft pick. I mean, these guys aren't first-rounders, but they're going to end up. They have first-round careers. Hell yeah, man. Uh, For sure. So, uh let us know what you guys think of the podcast. Let us know what you guys think. Who was the better tight end of their generation? Do you got your money on Antonio Gates? Do you have your money on Jason Witten? Let us know. And also, in the comments, let us know if you guys have any ideas on who you would like to see in the next episode of Gridiron Fights. Maybe you guys have something that we haven't cooked up yet, but you know we're more than happy to do it. All I mean, suggestions welcomed. Yeah, for sure. So until next time, I am Philip Enriquez for Eric Hernandez. This has been Gridiron Fights on the Say What You Like Sports Podcast.